Yo, it's the motherfucking fave podcast. You want to stop, stop for everything TV, media, and film related, along with any other goddamn thing you want to talk about coming to you live, direct, proof of concept studios. <sighs> what is going on, my mans? Happy, happy New Year's to you, my brother. Yeah, happy New Year. This is our first show of 2022. That it is. Uh, that or, is. Uh, what would you say to sum up 2021 in a few words? I'm not sure if there's a few words to sum up 2021. What I guess maybe the one word is strange. It was just a strange year, a year of a lot of highs, a lot of lows, and everything in between. Uh, it was just a it was just a weird year. What uh, what words would you describe? I think strange is a really good word. I would say, um, like it, 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 this is this one is weird, right? Because it's like for 20 compared to 2020 2021 was a forgettable year but 2021 was also an unforgettable year yeah it's like the you know 2020 was such a shit show it doesn't quite stack up but compared to like most other years like it was just a wild like pre-covid new everything kind of year yeah. so both like forgettable and unforgettable yeah uh, um yeah, man, twenty twenty one was uh, yeah, it, it 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 was a mixed bag of a lot of different shit. But you know, here we are in twenty twenty two. Thankful to have another year. Um, uh, there are a lot of people that didn't make it, you know, to twenty twenty two, man. Um, and so uh, yeah, just just glad to to be able to take another trip around the sun, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, to keep it pushing, man. Um, yeah. So um, this this year has also already been off to a rough start. Um, before we started the show, uh, as you heard, uh, my girlfriend and I we have seemed to lo- have lost the TV remote. Now, disastrous. Yeah, no. It is insane how stressful like not being able to find the remote is, especially like when you're in bed and uh, the remote. It's the worst, and you you lost. know it's somewhere there. You know. It's somewhere in this three square feet that I'm in, and you can't exactly. fi- find it. There have it's, been times uh, when I've like stripped the bed of the blanket, <laughs> all the sheets, took the pillowcases off, right, and you still can't find the remote, right? And you're like, yeah. "Fuck it." Then you lay back down, you or, or you you remake the bed, you lay back down. You might even do the fucking laundry, right? And then you like make the bed again. You go to lay down, and it's like. Behind your back somewhere. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck did I do the laundry? <laughs> the remote is still on. Hey, look, man. Uh, you know, I, my my theory is that it, it disappears into another universe for like a little bit and then reappear reappears just when you, just when you're you know giving up hope. This remote traveling through the multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yo, let's let's get into some some shit, man. Um. Let's talk about this week, next week. Uh, so this week in theaters, uh, actually, I'm not sure if this is in theaters, actually. I don't know if it's streaming or in theaters. Um, but we've got uh, the three five, uh, the 355. Uh, yeah. So uh, this is the movie with basically 
all the lead females <laughs> uh, that they could they could muster. So you got uh, Jessica Chastain. Um, uh, uh, what's her face from uh, from Black Panther? And like everything uh, else, it's Lupita. Yeah, Lupita uh, Nyong'o. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and just and just a host of other people. Um, I'm not gonna lie, man. Not not terribly excited about this one, just because like the trailer didn't really leave much for like inspiration in terms of like it's just it was like mad sloppy or not sloppy, but just like. Oof, we could not have done this any more cookie cutter than yes, the top spy agents from all of the world's top whatever. And I noticed that they did leave Africa off the <laughs> off the <laughs> off the list of like spies and shit like that. They're like there are no spies coming out of the continent of Africa. Going into Africa, spying yeah, on Africa. Yeah. So no, rarely do spies come out. Of come Africa. out of Africa. Apparently, all the spies just simply go into Africa, uh, especially when there's some sort of natural resource on, on the line. Exactly, that's yeah. what it is. It's natural resource. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not 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 necessarily looking out for that, but I mean, I'll, I'll check it if it's if it's if it's uh you know if it's playing on the man or something like that uh but right. uh you know what I about that movie like i'm not sure if you saw the video earlier this year where t where t-pain went off on like how all the new like rappers these days sound the same he just kept he was like do something different do something different right like what i want to see with this movie is do something different right like we got like birds of prey then we got like gunpowder milkshake and we got uh, atomic blonde she was like a solo mission um, we got uh, what was that movie? Was it like Rebecca or something like that? Um, or I think the actress, her name is like Rebecca something, and she did that like um, that John Wick style movie earlier this year. I do not remember this now. Oh, uh, Kate. Kate, and we got Joel, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I hope, and I, and and same thing for you know the the guy team up shoot 'em up movie, except for John Wick. John Wick stay the same. Don't ever change. Um, no, they're they're definitely going to need because I've I've heard they're trying to expand the universes of Wick as well. It's like, bro, you can't give me four of the same movies. Three of the same movies, I, I'll accept. Four of the same movies? No, come on, you gotta you gotta change something up here. You got <laughs> because it's like, well, why are we here if we're just literally going to get the same exact story every single time? Why is it that I need to watch Wick two, Wick three, Wick four when nothing in the story materially changes? Everything basically remains the same. Listen, every time I go to Taco Bell, I order the same thing no matter what, right? No matter what's on the menu. They can have the chicken wrap, yeah. new gordita and, chalupa. And, and, and you always sandwich. end up with a fucking diarrhea afterwards. That's a- <laughs> and, and that is exactly what I came for. You know, like, I, I ordered the crunch wrap supreme with the soft shell taco and a Baja Blast mm-hmm. Mountain Dew. Um, you know, eat it up, shit it out. I know exactly what I'm going to get. That's what we're going to get with John Wick 4, right? Like, it's like with your favorite restaurant, you order your favorite meal. No matter what happens, you still enjoy it. Fair but enough, fair enough. for all the other, like, you know, run and gun, bang, bang, shoot them up movies, like, I feel like we got a lot of that in, I mean, fucking everyone had one, right? Like, fucking William Neeson, Matt Damon, like, everyone had a run and gun, shoot them up movie. Yeah. I don't want to see any more of those. Yeah, that's a lie. Do. That's a that's a lie. You definitely want to see more. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the following week, uh, next week, they're coming out with uh, Scream. Um. And so this is, uh, Scream Five actually. Uh. So we, we are on our fifth installment of this Scream franchise. Damn. They're doing these like iPhones and just skipping. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We we had a Scream Four. You just 
did not watch it probably. Um, uh, uh, You know what? If if I'm to be perfectly honest, I weirdly am looking forward to Scream 5. I don't know why. I don't don't know if it's like the marketing or, or what for it. I watched a trailer for it and I was interested. Um, even though I have no reason to be interested in this movie, there is no reason why we should still be inhabiting the, the scream franchise. It, it, after I, I give it the first trilogy, even though we didn't really need the first trilogy, the first movie was enough, but okay, we got the trilogy. We could have just left it there or we could have just rebooted it. You're right. I think in scream, I think, I do think I actually saw scream four and I think it was like the one where. Sydney's cousin yeah ends up being the uh the ends up being the killer she was like yeah. tired of living in her shadow so like yeah. what is five gonna be about like they just all like hey we forgive you but then S- another killer Sydney ends up being the killer she's you know she's she's lost her marbles a little bit <laughs> yeah maybe yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah, so weirdly enough, I'm looking forward to the movie, uh, but uh, but we'll see if it's any good or not. Um, jumping quickly to some headlines, uh, we'd be remiss if we did not mention um, uh, 2021. Uh, we, we didn't escape it without taking uh, the beloved uh, Betty White. Um, she, yeah. she passed away on, I believe, New Year's Eve, um, and she was the, the ripe old age of 99. Um, and so but let's all agree that she made it to 100 because that just feels better yeah yeah we, we just need to make that an even 100 um, <laughs> yeah Jesus Christ uh, but yeah Betty White man she's you know I, I don't think there's anything we can say about her that that hasn't already been said man she's a she's a she, she truly was a, a, a national treasure um, you know just uh, with her ability to uh, her comedic timing and um uh, her ability, you know, for being an older, or I guess in her later stage in life, was an as an older white woman. Um, she would take on certain roles. She would do certain things that sort of broke against that sort of grain, you know, that whatever you might typically suspect uh, as a typical elder white woman. She sort of went against that grain at least a, at least a bit. Um, and so I think that's why everybody sort of loved and enjoyed her is because of her particular brand of of comedy and 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 her ability to. Um, yeah, just her timing and, and just everything about her, her whole swag was just, uh, was just cool, man. Um, and so, and so, yeah, I figured we, we at least mentioned that, um, you know, before we, uh, before we carry on with the other headlines, um, and, um really quickly, I don't know what your favorite Betty White movie is, but I gotta say mine's, um, sure. her, her small, but very powerful, very funny role in Lake Placid. Mm. I don't know if you remember the the original Lake Placid movie that came out. I forget what year it came out, but like, yeah, try to forget. <laughs> it was good enough. Um, but you remember, like, she was the old lady. She was like the one raising the crocodiles and she was feeding them and whatnot. She was fucking hilarious in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Love Betty White. Rest in peace. Absolutely, yeah. What I most associated her with is, uh, of course, Golden Girls. Um, yeah. I, you know, I Golden Girls is one of those shows that I always seem to forget about, but whenever I remember, I just have for one such fond memories, and I actually really enjoy the show, man. Uh, Golden Girls was a really good show, um, and uh, I feel like it's it gets really underappreciated uh, because um, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I look at it kind of like um kind of like uh what's the uh what's the the Jeffersons? Was the, is that what the sh- uh, show's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look at it kind of like the Jeffersons a little bit, where uh, it was so good that you're you just kind of take it for granted a little bit. Uh, and I think that's what I did with Golden Girls, and and also too, Golden Girls. Golden Girls wasn't exactly like my obviously like my my era, but I I remember fondly like watching it. Um, uh, wrestling used to come on. Uh, on TBS and then like me immediately either thereafter or right before they would be playing like an episode of Girl and Girls and I I would still be glued to the TV. Yeah. It's one of those shows that wasn't supposed to work, but it just did. And then it worked perfectly. Yeah. Like, even yeah. today you can watch episodes of the Golden Girls. Oh, for, sure. No. for sure. No. For sure. Peace to Betty White. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on to some other headlines, man. Uh, look, COVID is just fucking wrecking everything um and more particularly this uh omicron um variant um is taking absolutely no prisoners um and uh, so morbius right now uh was supposed to come out in january but it is shifted to april uh it's been delayed um and then also we just got word that sundance uh in person um uh the in uh in-person side of the festival has been canceled uh and of course sundance takes place in utah and uh you know is 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 pretty you know historic in terms of uh having a lot of films premiere there um and now i assume that they're going to have to go to some sort of you know online um mode you know in which people uh people you know are are able to view the um you know the the selections uh yeah. virtually it's it's amazing how COVID has accelerated the rate at which you know people give less of a fuck right um because you know COVID was the catalyst to not care about shit that like you had no business caring about in the beginning mm-hmm. or like you like maybe a little bit cared but like you know there's no really real reason why you did after COVID it was like yo completely fuck that thing right so like, in 2019, if they canceled like the Cannes Film Festival or Sundance or like the Tribeca Film uh, uh, Film Festival, even though I've never been to any of those things, right? It would have been like, oh man, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Like mm, that's that's no good for those like small indie films who, you know, are trying to make a name for themselves. Now because of COVID, it's just like, yo, I've never been to any of those shits. Fuck that. I don't. I don't give. A- <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I would say it's for for the reason that you just said, which in terms of like either first time films premiering there, or if it was actually going to be your first time going to the, you know, uh, going to Utah for for the festival, um, that is kind of a bummer, you know. Um, but it's it's like the like literally everything else, uh, you know, where people are trying to go to concerts, people are trying to do, you know, um, even obviously theaters and stuff like that to go see movies, um. Yeah, uh, what is I, I I truly don't understand like what the solve is here. Like I don't I don't know because I hear people saying like, oh well, you know, hopefully we're reaching towards the end of the 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 pandemic, and it's just like, how and why? Like <laughs> why why what would lead us to believe that this is going to be over 
anytime soon that we're not just going to keep doing this every single year like what is the we have the vaccines uh they maybe don't work as well as they they would otherwise because not maybe enough people are getting vaccinated um or maybe the the virus is just you know mutating faster than 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 we can kind of cut it off at the knees with the uh the vaccines uh either way there's nothing that's stopping this thing from continuing uh, I don't I don't see an end in sight. I see it kind of just like the flu where it's just like, oh, yeah, we're just this is just a part of our society. Cat yeah. in the background. That's always funny. Oh, so we're going to get a million hits. You know, people love cat videos online. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring you up one screen, one shot here. There you go. But yeah, dude, uh, fucking uh, COVID, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's like uh, COVID is like Lonzo Ball, right? When he, you know, everyone was like, this thing's not going to make it. It's not going to last. It'll be gone in a while. And then like, it just keeps getting like, better and better and better and then it has new variants and then here comes lamello and then here comes fucking jello and it's just all different variations of this one disease um the virus that's taking over the nba i like how you're uh, describing the uh, the ball family as a virus <laughs> i'm shitting on them for no reason but actually uh he did a great job uh you know that people underrated father um but yeah they did covid just keeps rising and dividing and conquering uh so this isn't going anywhere soon so what we really do need to do uh like what these festivals need to do is figure out a way to go virtual but still be like exclusive right whether it's like a invite only type of th- uh, partnership with like amazon prime where they do like a invite only to like maybe maybe members of the film media um directors actors whatever whatever but maybe like a couple thousand um like random well- well, I think I think they've got it figured out because of what happened in 2020. Like everything basically got shut down, and they had to adopt some sort of virtual whatever. Um, but uh, and I and I and I I want to say that was still carried over into 2021 that they that they had to do that last year as well. Um, so I think they I think they. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry, sorry to cut you. I think it was Amazon who made the films that were going to be fe- uh, premiered at. Um, it, it may have been uh, like the Sundance. Let's say it was Sundance Film Festival. They made those films available on Amazon for a period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that in 2020. I don't believe that carried over into 2021 because I'm sure you and I would have like caught wind of it. We would have talked about it. Um, it would have been at least a topic of discussion. Uh, I, I don't recall it ever really carrying over into 2021. Or at least if it did, they didn't find a way to like elevate it, right? They didn't find a way to like make it, you know, hey, you were doing this from, you're, you're streaming this from home, but it is still somewhat like the experience you would have gotten if you went to the event, right? Like yeah. exclusive content, meet and greets, Q&As, you can be a part of a live uh, whatever, like they didn't do anything to elevate it or like, all right, let's really make this thing virtual. I think they were just hoping, you know, maybe we'll be able to actually come back and do it in person physically in 2021, but that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either way, um, the in-person was canceled. So, you know, they, they've got to uh, clearly switch gears and, and go virtual uh, and they at least have like a little blueprint for it. So I think, I think, you know, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll adapt to, uh, to the changing times, but, um, but it is, you know, we're going to talk about it a little later. Look, man, it's canceling everything. Uh, so the, I think maybe for a number of reasons, the Grammys, uh, were also canceled. Um, uh, obviously highly influenced by, you know, what's going on with COVID right now, but it's just, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just a fuck. It's just a crazy time, man. It's a crazy, a wild time to be alive. Although I guess you know, if we were talking about like the Black Plague or something like that, then maybe a little bit of a different story, right? Like that we just see people dropping like flies because we don't have nightly news that we can tune into. It's just like, yeah, people are just dying. I don't, I don't know what's going on. We don't have a little ticker at the bottom of the screen that tells you, tells you, you know, who's got infected and and how many people in your state and all this other stuff. It's just like. No, you just oh the the town next to you everybody basically just died uh so so maybe maybe i should 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 hold off on on um you know acting like this is this is the the, the craziest thing that's ever happened um but the news too man nobody cares about that shit anymore just give the award to kanye was <laughs> dream fucking is what's that duo lipo who's um i don't i don't know who that is duo, uh, I think it's Dua Lipa. She's like some artist who's like everybody's in love with all over TikTok. Give some shit to her. No one cares about the. I really don't care anymore. No, I don't think. And this is good. You know, I'll talk about this when we when we cover it. But I don't, nobody cares about any of these wardrobes anymore. So like, whether it's the Grammys or the other Oscars, look, the Grammys are going to get canceled, and precisely nobody will give a fuck. Like, it's not like, oh my god. Like outside of the people who would attend normally. Like the audience isn't really missing it. You know, um, people tuning in from home. Uh, you know, uh, who who might partake in the uh, in, in the Grammys? That's been steadily declining over the over the more recent years, even pr- prior to COVID. Um, so yeah, it's just not. Yeah, uh, who gives what a shit? What is the anymore? next thing that we want to get canceled? What is something where it's like, yo, they should have been canceled that shit? Hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, all those like the Real Housewives of this shit. <laughs> Uh, reunion shows where they just like argue more. Yo, cancel that shit. Yo, how, People- and how how are they still doing those shows post COVID? Because everybody's just in the same place. Nobody's masked up. Like, is it like do no they idea. just create like a cocoon for for the show where like it's like Love Island where it's just like we're just gonna put them out in the middle of fucking nowhere and and let them go at it. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. They're just like Zoom calling each other now. Like, I heard you didn't invite me to that party. It's like, oh, we're not friends now. And I'm friends with this other cast member. It's like, well, I don't think you're supposed to refer to her as cast member. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't get the memo. Yo, let's, let's switch gears real quick, man. Uh, so I'm assuming that you saw The Matrix uh, Resurrections. Indeed. Okay. Um, so what we're going to try to do here is have not a tremendously lengthy conversation, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, a healthy conversation uh, about uh, Spider-Man No Way From Home slash The Matrix Resurrections, because they both basically came out around the same time. Spider-Man came out a week before The Matrix. Uh, but uh, but people definitely have thoughts on both. So I'll let you pick and choose. What do you want to start with? Um you need to start with the Matrix Resurrections in terms of your thoughts on that. Uh, Spider Man, no, uh, no way from home. No, no way yeah, home. No, no way home. Uh, is it? I mean, who knows what that title <laughs> is? Um, Something with home in the title is is what is going to be. Yeah, starting with Matrix Resurrections. Um, I thought so. Very different from the uh, initial three movies, mm-hmm. and I watched Matrix Revolutions just before i think it was like i think it was the same night that before i watched resurrections and very much a different movie i like a lot of the callbacks that you see in um you know resurrections to like the first matrix right like trying to 
bring some of that same magic back in. And it was like quite like nostalgic watching Matrix Resurrections, which was nice. It was a good feeling as you're watching the movie. Um, you, I got, you got your favorites back. You got Trinity back. You got Neo. You have callbacks like Agent Smith and Morpheus and like all of these really fun things, but like a new story still. Um, I didn't go into this movie expecting this, you know, more of like the, the first three Matrix. I came in expecting more of like a Logan style you know, the, the, here's how we, you know, tie this thing up with a bow and end this story. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't expect some of the other things that I got. I didn't expect it to be like funny at times. I didn't mm. really expect it to be um, uh, as like up to the up to um, you know up to date as it was. Like you know where they're making like jokes about like you know, Neo doesn't know how to text and shit like that and like little little things that make it feel very much like all right, this is today's you know this is happening today. Um, but still all the action and like dope visual effects that you wanted to see a lot more visual effects than they're like those fucking like robots. They're like Pokemon. Um, I wasn't ready for that, but like we got it. And like after, you know, after the first taste, I was like, Oh, this tastes bad. But then I got used to it. It was, a, it was an acquired taste. No, I, I never got used to it. The, the one yo that looked like a dolphin. I was just like, yo, what the fuck is this? What yeah, am I staring yeah, yeah. at? This looks like it, was, it came straight from like, a bad sci-fi movie from like the 90s i was like this is we're yeah, not we're not hitting it here uh but my friend dan actually had a good sort of explanation for that he was he was basically saying like it was to like distinguish between the the uh the robots that were sort of helping the humans and or working with the humans and distinguish from the robots that were clearly adversarial to 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 humans um and so yeah, these but, a little bit more friendly i would say yeah, right like more b- bluer lights you know and um yeah uh but that one particular uh machine uh yeah just it looks silly to me i i have no explanation for that other than the fact that it's yeah. just <laughs> it was just poor choice i don't i don't know what to say to that um i was willing to forgive it though um but yeah, anyway, yeah. It, gonna... it didn't bother me too too much yeah yeah overall i i thought it was good again i went in with an expectation like i'm going to get something like a logan um, and I feel like I did. They 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 explained the relationship between Trinity and Neo and how important it is to the stability of the Matrix. Um, I feel like I watched it. It was great to watch visually, except for like certain parts. Um, the music was great. The action scenes were great. I feel like what, what certain uh, parts? Uh, the you know the fucking Pokemon. Oh, except for okay, I got you. Those yeah. things. Um, some of the uh, some of the fight scenes, like when they were fighting the the those like uh, programs in the Matrix that were like cast away, like the French guy. Um, yeah, the mirror. Remember, yeah, with the mirror vision, where they all looked homeless and like I was like, <laughs> I thought there was a different way to do that, you know? Like it just did because I couldn't really tell who the other people were. Huh. Uh, I just remember the Merovingian. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I I just thought that whole scene was. Uh, I I thought that was we didn't get a chance to like get to know everybody. And, and honestly, I didn't know what the fuck the Merovingian was saying. I got to go back. And I, I only watched it once, uh, in, in theaters. Uh, I've been meaning to go back to actually like watch it with kind of a, a more finer tooth comb. Um, but, uh, but that was one of the parts that I was just like, I was, I enjoyed all the action in that scene, but I was confused as to exactly what was going on or what we were supposed to take from like how the current state of the Merovingian was. And, and all that stuff, but I will say that um, the dude who played um, Smith, uh, he 
he knocked it out of the park, dude. Um, I don't know if I enjoyed him more than um, uh, than Hugo. Was it Hugo Weaving? Is that the person who played? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the name of the dude who played Smith. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just enjoyed his performance so much, and we got a lot of his performance at that you know, in, in that particular scene. Um, but yeah, like my thoughts on the matrix resurrections are, look, it's, it's definitely a, a super divisive film and it's the type of film that if at present moment, if you say you like it, you will probably be excommunicated from society, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, I could very easily see why people are like, what the fuck is this like, like th- th- there are very strong opinions uh, about it overall, um, mostly centering around, uh, I guess, what people would perceive to be like plot holes and things like that. Um, I had a really different experience with it. Um, my experience with it was mainly um, it was mainly centered around the fact that they gave me a lot of things that I didn't know that I would appreciate in a Matrix movie. So you mentioned comedy earlier. There was a lot of, or I wouldn't say a lot, but there was way more comedy in this particular movie than there was in the previous ones. Um, And even like the styles, because there was comedy in the previous ones, but they weren't, they were done in such a robotic way that it was just really it was just like it was, I know I was supposed to laugh at that scene, but I, I I'm not gonna laugh at that scene because <laughs> it, it was just so robotically said and done. Like the in, like watching the first, uh, especially like in the um, the second and third movies, you got a lot of stuff with like Link, right? Uh, that a lot of his stuff, uh, some of his like half of his dialogue was meant to be sort of uh, comedic, um, or bring some sort of comedic uh, levity to you know to to the movies. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in, in this fourth one, um, they gave us, and then, and then they also gave us something that I thought was sorely missed in the first three movies, which is they actually gave Neo and Trinity an actual like relationship. The first three movies are so devoid of anything even approaching like an affectionate relationship between two people that it's, it's almost mind boggling how little, like Neo and Trinity seem like they like, and I, and I feel like it's because they're the kind of the same type of actor. And so when you have two people who are the kind of the same type of actor, I feel like they, they sort of clash instead of like, um, instead of, uh, making it seem like it's like, Oh, like this is like a, this is a, this is an actual relationship. Uh, so, um, so, so yeah, I, I thought this did that beautifully where it, it, it actually gave them, like it felt like they were two people who were just getting to know each other and, and were having a conversation. This was like the first time where they just had a straight up, just a conversation, you know, about their lives and shit, you know, which was really fucking dope to, to kind of uh, jump into. Um, that is true. There was definitely some things that, you know, that weren't great. Like I, I thought the final act wasn't, wasn't all that great um, with all like the fucking, like the, I forget exactly what they called them, but like the, 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 the shit that was crazy was like the people diving out of the windows. That was like, whoa, what the fuck are we doing here? This is, this imagery is some wild ass shit, you know? Um, so I, I thought that wasn't great. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know. I I enjoyed it far more than I think a lot of other people did because I also wasn't expecting a lot from the movie, but it 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 was a it to me it was the proper or it was a really good hey, this is what your characters are up to now 
um, some 20 some some years later um, it, because it gave us a little bit. of I know a lot of people took exception with the fact that, you know, it was like a really meta in, in that like they talk about Warner Brothers. And it, you know, basically Neo is uh, it's more like obviously spoiler alert to anybody who's, who's listening, but you should have known that by now. Um, uh, yeah. So they talk about like Warner Brothers and they talk about like how the Matrix are like games. Um, you know, in, in this in this particular iteration of the uh, of the Matrix uh, that Neo's created um, as, as, as uh, Thomas Anderson. Um, and so they they all that stuff I didn't really mind, you know, and I think a lot of people like really took offense at the fact that they were like kind of talking down to the people who, you know, like, I guess uh, would want, you know, more sequels you know, to the to the films. Um, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really, you know. That didn't really bother me all that much, uh, and I, I found myself enjoying the movie far more than I, you know, didn't enjoy it. Um, but again, I, I'd have to go back and watch it. Now, let's compare this movie to uh, Spidey, uh, Spider-Man: No Way From Home. Um, what were your thoughts upon watching that? Um, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to, uh, just because I feel like this. This, like they just need to hurry up and get somewhere with this like Spider-Man series. Um, I'm not sure that they got anywhere with this movie, but I definitely enjoyed it more than I should have, or more than I thought I would. Um, I really liked the the dynamic and the relationship and like how they made all of the villains work, because that's one of the things I was worried about. You know, I was like, how, how do they have? Um, and again, spoiler alert: if anybody hasn't seen it, if you haven't, then I don't know why you're watching this. Um, how are they going to make Doc Ock and the Goblin and Sandman and Electro and all of these like villains? How, how are they going to like make it all work in one movie? And I was worried it'd be like choppy. There wouldn't be any really good storytelling. Um, but then what happened was a complete surprise. Um, you know, of, of Peter wrangling them all up and essentially like trying to do the right thing and send them back to their timelines and. Um, they all kind of agreed to like work together in a way. And then there were rumors about Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire coming back, which at some point you'd be like, oh, this was, this thing was confirmed. And at other points you'd be like, oh, this is not confirmed. And like one like of, one of those Garfield I, himself, you know, he was like, Yo, I'm not in the movie. <laughs> Denied that he was in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good job to him though. Like, that is exactly what the studio paid him for discretion. Absolutely. He kept it discreet. Um, when he came out and said he wasn't in the movie, that's when I was like, okay, well, like, why would he do that if he is in the movie? Um, but now I understand why. Uh, so anyway, um, I like what they did with the story. I like how they made all the puzzles fit together. Um, the action sequences were great. Um, William Defoe as Goblin, getting seeing him back in the suit. Uh, Alfred Man, Morris he dove into that role, dude. Like yeah. he, and he head first, he dove into that. <laughs> into into and one of the Goblin. great. One of the great things about that that I learned is that like a part of him rejoining and uh, coming back to the film to play his character is that uh, he wanted he wanted to and did most if not all of his own stunts. Mm, yeah, now, yeah. William Defoe is he's a he's an older guy. I think he's Holy like shit. in his late 50s or something like that. Right. Um, so to do all all of your own stunts and like what was a very physical fight scene between Spider Man and Goblin. Um, I just respect that. And you know, to your point, he dove right the fuck in. Um, Alfred Morris as uh, you know, a Doc Ock was great. Uh, Jamie Fox was great. I think there are even there's rumors that they're developing a uh, electro standalone like film or show or something like that. So, um, but there are things that I didn't like about Spider Man. Um, I didn't like again. I still feel like this 
story hasn't gone anywhere. Uh, it's just, it just feels like it was a um, kind of like a patchwork type of movie. Like you know, Spider Man and Doctor Strange did something weird. It, it fucked up, and the movie is just centered around like unfucking the mess. Um, whereas like I didn't really feel like I got anything new from Tom Holland's character as Spider Man. Uh, other than you know he's a little bit more adult now he grew up a little bit uh, grew into himself he's he's had a tough loss he's able to make tough decisions but I don't I still feel like he's very much like still a kid um, and I was hoping to see some type of like a bit more growth there um, what were you gonna say? Uh, so I was gonna say like I, I don't know I, I kind of feel really like the opposite where it, it felt like he grew up a lot because he sort of um, it was with this whole conversation with Aunt May of you know uh, we help the it's our duty to help these people not because you know it's the easiest thing to do but because it's the thing um, it's the right thing to do you know uh, and I think that if you watch sort of the trajectory that he's going through he's learning how to and, and I forget exactly where I read this but uh, we were waiting for the origin story for how he became Spider-Man but not knowing that we're watching that as it sort of unfolded that we're watching him really the only thing we didn't see was him getting bit by the spider but basically this is him having to grow up in front of our eyes which is why I think you see the um the the costume change at the end right like that he's mm-hmm. wearing um now sort of the more formal kind of more reflective uh spider-man suit um you know uh i think yeah i think he did uh, at least to me it felt like he did grow up uh, quite a quite a bit uh, specifically in this film um i can kind of see what you're saying with like far from home um not necessarily moving the needle too much uh no way from home i think moved it a bit i, I actually recently went back and watched those two um, and uh, and so I can kind of see what you're seeing there, but I think with this particular movie, I felt like it moved the needle a bit um, with uh, with the Spider-Man character. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember like watching the end of the movie and kind of being like, all right, well, like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hoping for not necessarily like more action or more, um, you know, a, another character introduction, but like, you know, after he was able to like distance himself from. Uh, is it Michelle? Is that her? MJ? What's uh, MJ? Yeah, it's it's like Michelle Jones or some shit. Is what they say. Yeah. Right yeah. yeah. After he was able to distance himself from MJ and prioritize like being Spider Man and the hero he's supposed to be, I'm like, cool. Okay. Like, I was just kind of feel like I right, there should there's got to be like something else, right? Is it like, you know, like and, and to be honest, I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm just like wanting for something that like wasn't there or didn't need to be there. Cause I know that there are future films coming up, but I just felt like I watched it and it was like, great. This is awesome. Great visuals, um, great action sequences. And I was like waiting for that, like last thing to happen. That, that like complete story to be told. And I don't feel like I got that, mm. but again, more films to come. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I, so, like, I look at it, like, you know, in terms of just, like, his rage, right, like, I, I think he, he had a really immature approach to, like, basically, like, he basically went to kill the, uh, the, the Green Goblin because, um, because obviously what he did to Aunt May, and he was, by all intent and purposes, was about to, um, before, um, before Toby stepped in and, and, you know, uh, and, and stopped him. So I think things like that kind of indicate to me that this was sort of like the last sort of test for him to be like officially like, okay, 
you are Spider-Man now and you can go out on your own. It was like and it was a nice obviously like a soft reboot of the franchise, right? Where now everybody's forgotten exactly who he is. So really they can go anywhere they want with the next film. They can go back to the MCU or they could just completely kind of cut the MCU out uh where now he he's just doing a solo dolo in <laughs> in New York, you know. Um yeah. so 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 yeah. Um yeah, I, I would say all in all, when I compare these two, two two films together, I would say that I can see why uh, No Way uh, No Way Home was received well far better than than um, Resur- uh, Resurrections because it was just it just gave you a, a, a an obnoxious amount of fan you know fan service uh, in, in in No Way Home, and I don't think the uh, I don't think Resurrections felt the need to do that at all like i i think i think it did do some fan service but i don't think it, it just told us its own like it told the story that um that that lana wachowski wanted to tell like i don't think i don't think she was doing it specifically for the fans i think she just wanted to either tell a story or maybe the studio was like yo you either we're gonna make this one way or another either you get on board or we're gonna make this with somebody else and she was like fuck it i'll do it but it was clearly like a story that that she wanted to tell um and i think no way home like clearly is meant to evoke the yeah, i like because when when andrew showed up i'm not gonna lie i did i did i did burst into to to some 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 claps uh as did, as did the whole whole uh whole audience uh because it was like holy shit it's confirmed now he's fucking here you know and when he takes the mask off it's so dope um you know uh, i thought that was just like that was one of the, that was the equivalent of the um captain america um grabbing thor's hammer in yeah uh you know in, in endgame it was like oh shit like i didn't even know i wanted that but i mean obviously we're you know hearing rumors that andrew garfield was going to be there but i wasn't uh, for so long i had kind of convinced myself like ah he's probably not going to be in it if he's that adamant that he's saying that he's not going to be in it um but when he shows up and he's like the first one to show up uh it was it was just really dope uh, but anyways, man. Uh, any last thoughts on on Spider Man versa verse versa? Uh, no, I mean, I would say like you know, it's if don't compare the two because like you're gonna do yourself a somewhat of a disservice, right? Because like they're just very different, right? Like Spider Man is just it's gonna hit you like like in the heart, you know, all the all the fun stuff, all the nostalgic stuff. Um, and, and and matrix resurrections is going to hit you a different way right like for me again like it, for me it just felt like a, the, the ending of a story um which just felt nice like it's like closure a little bit whereas spider-man is just exciting and fun and you see like a future um so yeah but both both great movies on their own yeah for sure um all right let's uh let's move on here uh, so we got a trailer. We already watched one trailer for this, but uh, but we are of course watching another trailer. Uh, we've got Pam and Tommy, which uh, of course follows the story of uh, of their uh, relationship going back to their whirlwind romance that started with them getting married um, after only knowing each other ninety six hours in nineteen ninety five. This is directed, or this is the show, which is a it's a limited series show, uh, is a show run by Robert Siegel. And written by Amanda Chicago Lewis, uh, along with Siegel, uh, and stars, of course, Lily James, uh, Sebastian Stan, Nick Offerman, and Taylor Schilling, among others, uh, and is due out February 2nd of this here year. Um, So without further ado, let's check out Pam and Tommy. Will you please state your name for the record? 
Please welcome Pamela Anderson. Did you know anything at all about Mr. Lee before you met him? I knew he was the drummer for Motley Crue. Did you find him attractive? I like to smile. I still do. We're so good together, Pamela. To everlasting love. We have recently come into possession of a piece of material. like we're seeing something we're not supposed to be seeing. Nobody's ever getting rich off a celebrity sex tape. What if we sold it someplace nobody could find us? A website. A website? It's this thing on the computer. People will order the tape directly from us. Wow, you are so hot. What the hell is this? I won't do that. How many copies of this are out there? Could be dozens. Pirated copies are spreading up all over the web. You don't seem to understand what a big deal this is. I'm on that tape just the same as you. But this is worse for me. How is this worse for you? Everyone wants me beautiful and perfect. Is that how you feel? Like you have to please people? It's all I do. Not tremendously different from the first trailer we got, right? Like, yeah, I would ar- argue that that might have been even more interesting than this one because it at least like built up, like when they found the tape, uh, built that up a lot more than than this particular trailer. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this gets me more excited or less excited for it. What do you? What do you think? I mean, I, I wasn't excited in the beginning. <laughs> I'm definitely not excited now. Uh, I, I just feel like there's like what is this is not a story that needs to be told that anybody was even thinking about. Um, and even as I watched the trailer, like I still don't remotely care at all about like what really happened behind the scenes with Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. Was it Tommy Lee? Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's Tommy Lee Jones. That's for men in black. That's yeah. Different, different yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A different I, wonder, I wonder if he is. That'd be crazy. I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody wants to say anybody named Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no country for old men <laughs> with his balls out. <laughs> oh God, no pussy for old men. <laughs> um, <laughs> a great movie title. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just as interesting as this show looks, right? And it looks like they got the characters right. You know, uh, Sebastian Stan is as Tommy Lee. He looks pretty good in that role. Um, our old boy Winter Soldier. Uh, who who is playing Pamela Anderson? Uh, Lily James. Where is she from again? Isn't she from like uh, fucking um, Ant Man or something like that? Or is that like Lily? Uh, some, another no, Lily. No, no, that's, that's, that's a Vangeline movie or whatever. Yeah, uh, I forget true. where this Lily Jane is, but like uh, you know, the yeah, I don't think she's she's done too too much that we uh, that we she was in Baby Driver, Mamma Mia. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, I know the girl from Baby Driver. Okay, I mean, she looks good as Pam, uh, Pam, uh, Pamela Anderson. I just don't care about this story. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, I think that's that's a very fair uh, take on it. I, I'm, 
Yeah, I, I, so I, I would probably have to echo that and that. Yeah, I don't think I really have much interest. Although that was a wild time because if you remember, like that was obviously the precursor to, uh, you know, uh, what would later make Kim Kardashian famous, uh, at least to, to begin. Paris Hilton and um, yeah, a couple others. A couple others had like more like this was like the first one, at least in our generation that we can remember and being like holy shit this is like wildfire you know and that was like at the height of Pamela Anderson being Pamela Anderson that's that's like the equivalent of I don't know uh, what what actress in working right now would be sort of compared but that, that'd be I guess maybe to the lesser like a now. star Joe or something like that dropping a uh, not necessarily it would be like more like a um, uh, Megan Fox Although maybe you know, yeah, you know you're a right. Little late with that. Maybe she's a little earlier, but I'm sure she has one. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they haven't. They haven't. Uh, they they haven't cracked that 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 vault yet to get to those uh, to get the, to those videos. But um, but yeah, it was huge, dude. When it when it happened in the, in the '90s, man, mid '90s, and she was on Baywatch, and it was just yeah, it was crazy. I remember she had. Uh, was it VIP that she was, she was also on um, as a, her own I think series, um, but that was like uh, a show kind of like La Femme Nikita, right? But I like think so. yeah, yeah, um, and I don't know why. Yeah, but that never, was actually dope. You remember that? I always thought it was like porn, so I just kind of stayed away from it when I was a kid. That's why it was dope. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but that whole era reminds me of a uh, the the show that like defined that era for me for whatever reason is Viper. For some reason, I just thought mm. Viper was the coolest shit ever. As soon as the car would turn from red to silver, it was a wrap. B, whatever whatever scheme you got going on, you're done. It's over. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one for sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, so this is a limited series that's coming out on Hulu. That's due out on February second. I'll check it out. I, I think I, I think it'll be worth a watch, especially if it obviously is coming out on on Hulu. I think at least checking out a few episodes, right? Even if you don't finish the whole thing or, or finish it, you know, in a relative amount of time. Um, so, so yeah, that was, uh, that was us reacting to uh, the new trailer for Pam and Tommy. Uh, moving on um, to uh, look what would, what kind of podcast would we be without reviewing or, or reacting to a Liam Neeson action movie? He's got another one coming out. Uh, when does he not have one coming out? That's that's the real question. Is Jesus. when is he not coming out with another uh, movie? So you, this you movie is called like Black. Doing... Yeah. Hold up. Before you jump into this, I feel like Liam Neeson films all of his movies at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> all back to back, just <laughs> back to same day, like the same action sequences. Yeah, he just whatever cut, like whatever uh, scene that they do, like a take on that, like maybe he like it's just like left over. He's like, yeah, just put that in the next movie. It's fine. It's fine. We could just exactly yeah. <laughs> just recolor my shirt. I, I'm wearing uh, fucking gray yeah, jeans instead of like blue. teal now. <laughs> yeah, just put a put a jacket on me digitally and whole new movie. <laughs> Uh, so this particular movie is called Blacklight. Uh, it is uh, about Travis Block, uh, who is a government agent operative coming to terms with his shadowy past. Uh, when he discovers a plot targeting U.S. citizens, Block finds himself in the crosshairs of the FBI director he once helped protect. This is directed by Mark Williams uh, and written by Williams as well as Nick May uh, and Br uh, Brandon Revis. 
and of course stars Liam Neeson, um, uh, Aiden Quinn, Taylor John Smith, and Emmy Raver uh, Lampman, um, and is due out February 11th of this year. Uh, without further ado, let's check out Blacklight. One day you wake up and realize you're not sure who the good guys are anymore. You're a federal agent involved in a secret FBI program. Off the books. What kind of bad stuff do you do? Breaking and entering. Physical coercion. You name it, I've probably done it. Murder? Not on my menu. Grandpa! Gabe, I've been thinking. Maybe it's time I hang it up. No. Travis, not enough. I know I wasn't a great father, but I'd like to be the best grandfather I can be. Natalie doesn't need a fixer like you. I've been writing about the story for over a year. The United States government is killing innocent civilians under the guise of protecting democracy. Under whose orders? The director of the FBI. How many more would have to die for you to stop looking the other way? You need to come clean, Gabe. You're confused about our relationship. You are my weapon. You work for me. Count me out. You show me a little gratitude if you want a normal life. My end is now. Where's my family? find out you had anything to do with my granddaughter disappearing, you're gonna need more men. You'll be finished before the day is over. Everything I did was for you! Are you really gonna shoot me, Travis? Yes, I will. Grandpa, are you a good guy? I want to be. I mean, goddamn. Listen, I'll watch it, but I don't. I don't want. <laughs> This is what, God damn, what is, this is like, this is like Buffalo, his movies are like Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, like restaurants. It's like, you know, you want to go out and you're just, uh, you know, I want to watch, I want to go out and eat something better, but ah, fuck it. Let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. It's cheap and it's fast. It's like, you know, Liam Neeson movies is like, I, I really should be watching just better quality films, like thought-provoking cinema but ah fuck it put on that Liam Neeson movie it's fast and it's quick and dirty yeah um yeah that was really interesting how they literally just kind of just told the entire story um you know without really I don't know if you necessarily need to watch this movie in order to understand what the fuck happens here um I'm sure there'll be some weird plot twist somewhere uh but uh yeah, this is yeah, it's it's paid by numbers at this point with with, with Liam Neeson. Uh it's just look, send send over the script, cut the check, you got yourself a movie, right? <laughs> uh don't even need a script. <laughs> they just tell him what's going on. 
<laughs> like your granddaughter's been taken. He's like, well, I've done this before. <laughs> taken, like, no, you say? <laughs> He's a taken. Oh, I can do taken. Okay. And what else was taken? Um, they took your dog. In the next movie, I guarantee they take his dog. Yeah, and it's um, never like a son too. I noticed that it's never his like sons missing, right? Uh, it's it's always yeah, yeah, his it, daughter that's that's uh, that's missing that's in need of help. Oh my god! If Liam Neeson has a son in real life, I would be highly offended because it's like, Dad, you're not gonna make a, a movie in honor of me. Just one, uh, just one. Sister, movie. I love. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, but, uh, I, I think there was one movie that he did that it was something like with his son. I think. Uh, uh, so yeah. So this movie, and I'm going to bring that one up. This movie feels like a mashup between Taken and Run All Night. You remember that one? Yeah, that was another movie with Liam Neeson, yeah? Yeah, yeah, where he was like the cop and he was like, yeah. like on the it. run. Um, yeah, he was yeah. on the run from the mob because like he killed one of their guys or something like that because they killed his partner. And he had to protect his son from the the people that were trying to kill him. Um, this is just a mix, uh, a mashup of that. Again, they probably filmed all these movies at the same time. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't say that any part of that was terribly uh, exciting. But uh, you know, whenever this comes on Hulu, if I get tired of scrolling, you know the way you get like you you spend like thirty minutes searching for a movie. Yeah, and then at a certain point, you just like you know the next one I land on is the one I'm picking, and it always happens to be a Liam Neeson movie. <laughs> That's gonna be this. Yeah, either that or like some random Christmas movie. Uh, I, it tends to be that, that case for me. Oh no, see, yeah, Christmas movies, I keep scrolling. I keep scrolling. <laughs> um, no, I'm saying like if if I'm just randomly scrolling, it always seems to I'll find some weird ass Christmas movie that uh. That I, that I have no intention of actually watching. Yeah, um, complete sidebar story. That's actually what happened to me the other day. I'm sure you've seen it on your uh, uh, HBO Max. I'm just watching this random fucking show called Love oh, Life. Yeah, and also, you could just create your own profile. I meant to tell you that. Uh, you, you no longer have to, <laughs> okay. have, to have to use my profile. <laughs> just create your own. After I finish the show, because I don't want to like lose my place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I finish watching it, you should watch the show. It is randomly great. I swear to God, I was, um, this is what I did. I, I was scrolling and I couldn't find anything on HBO Max because there's like so much shit, but nothing good. Um, so I was like, you know, it's either going to be this or successions or successions, right? Yeah, I got to watch that. I got to, I got to, I got to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hear it's very good. Um, so, but I was like, it's either going to be this or succession. So I just, I was just scrolling out and I literally closed my eyes. I was like, whichever one I land on, I'm going to watch. I landed on Love Life. The first season was about Anna Kendrick. And you know about yeah, how I these watched guys... a little bit about that because uh, my fuck that fuck the first... huh fuck the first season it's not good yeah I uh, yeah I was watching a little bit about it uh, or a little bit of it uh, because my girlfriend was watching it and um, yeah I, like I found some parts of it interesting but by and all it was just like oh this is like some this is a very Again, there, there's there's not anything very, you know, it doesn't feel like we're exploring anything here. It feels like we're just, oh, yeah, let's just have a show. I just don't want to see Anna Kendrick in any sex scenes. <laughs> what do you got to get? Yo, you and random white women. You with Anna Kendrick, uh, uh, Brie Larson, uh, uh, who else? Uh, Elliot Page. Yeah. Oh call her or him by his him name um yeah 
uh yeah i guess so um yeah, first season no skip to season two season two is great Season two is really fucking good. Does it does it have anything to do with that? That the um, yes, yeah, the guy from um, uh, the Good Place. Um, yeah, yes, yes, and he was in. Um, he was also in uh, Don't Look Up that I saw recently, which was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, great guy, great actor, charming. Um, very season two. William Jackson. William Jackson. Yep. Season two is William Jackson fun. Harper rather. Like first episode will suck you in. So uh, if you're looking for a new random show to watch, I recommend it. Check it out. Now, does that have anything to do with the fact that he's a he's a black dude uh, versus yeah. just yep. seeing the story about a white yep. woman? <laughs> a little bit <laughs> yeah. more relatable to you. <laughs> very much so. Very much so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let, let's uh let's press forward here. So let's talk super quick. Um. So we we began the show by talking a little bit about sort of uh, Sundance being canceled, or at least in-person activities being canceled for Sundance. Uh, We we kind of alluded to the Grammys being canceled, but it was declared that uh, the Grammys are hereby canceled because of COVID-related issues. uh, and no date has been confirmed yet as <laughs> as, you know, a, a set date for for when they're going to have the Grammys. I think the fact that they haven't set a date for it, because usually what happens is they'll set a date and it'll be sort of like a loose thing. Right. So as we get closer to that date, they'll either push it out or keep the date. Right. Um, but the fact that they they didn't do that at all leads one to wonder, are they just done? Which I can't imagine that being the case, right? I, I can't imagine the Grammys just not being a thing, thing anymore. Not because I just love the Grammys, but because it's just people, you know, feeling themselves way too much to, uh, to just do away with, uh, with an award show where you can dress up and act like you're very, very important. Um, uh, so I, I don't suspect that they'll get rid of the Grammys, but I do find it really fucking interesting that they didn't even set a date. Uh, uh, it, it's kind of like um. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if you remember in um, Interstellar, uh, where Matt Damon was like, I, I, I put myself to cryo sleep, and I didn't even set a, a date for it to wake up. That's kind of what the fucking Grammys are doing right now. They, they're setting no date to wake up. They're just, <laughs> they're just in hibernation uh, until somebody fucking finds them. Um, so, so yeah. What do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on on the Grammys uh, getting canceled because of uh, or postponed until further notice um, because of uh, COVID? I feel like in, you know, this happening is going to let people realize that like these types of award shows where there's like a very specific, very particular group of people who may not even really relate to the type of music or the genres of music or the artists that they're uh, critiquing that are for some reason still allowed to like make these decisions. And what we're going to realize is that like, that shit does not matter anymore and it's not relevant it's not fair it's not consistent it's not accurate and we're going to start to value like i look at you know uh streaming numbers more than i care about fucking grammy awards or like i'm listening to opinions of like other people that i respect more than i care more about who's nori next guest is on <laughs> amps that i give a fuck about like what the grammy committee uh has who, that, who that, they've that nominated. Is very true man like the world has definitely evolved and i don't think these award shows have evolved with it right like so uh the tastemakers 
don't really have, they still have power, right? But they don't, they clearly don't have as much power as they once did, right? There was one time, one space in time where, you know, the Grammys were it, the Oscars were it, right? Like that's the, that's this gold standard, right? But now we're getting to a, a, a realm where now I think we're starting to care more about what individuals think than, you know, what some sort of academy system that some people who we don't know or care about you know what they think right we'll, we'll, we'd rather go and listen to uh, i think um what's the dude's name um anthony fantano or something like that needle drop or whatever uh whatever the thing's called on youtube um but people i I'm, are far more interested in in seeking his opinion about any sort of album or or you know uh, music that comes out than oh well this person won you know best album of the year or whatever the fucking case is um and so but i and i but i don't know what like the i don't know if it's even a problem to solve like i don't even think it's a problem it's just just like everything else uh it's just going to become less and less relevant over the course of time right it's it's like a, a, a vcr right like it, it's it's not like you know one day it was declared that from henceforth we shall stop producing vcr it's just over time people just oh dvds are a thing okay well i don't fucking need a v uh, a vcr anymore you know and so yeah. um i think i don't think that there's going to be some sort of big declaration that it's over but i i do think that this particular is a it, this particular moment in time where the grammys basically get postponed until further notice one part of you can take that as like oh it's getting postponed because we don't know where this shit's heading with the coronavirus another part of me says it's getting postponed without a date set in mind of when it might potentially uh, be done because they know that because I, I, I don't even think they have like a host for it like i don't even think they could find anybody who wants to actually like host the shit um and so uh yeah it just and and then they had a, that whole thing with snoop dog where they were like sliding him because of um you know he he fucked up some people's names or was it was that the oscars or was that the uh i feel like it was because uh, yeah because yeah, he because i remember yeah. him like messing up ben uh, he was like ben um affleck or or uh, a fleck or something like that uh and then people were sliding him but it was like shut up nobody gives a shit um but uh but yeah um Yo, covid is is just canceling the fucking world at this point <laughs> um and I need I COVID to evolve, though. You know what I mean? Like, start canceling things that, like, really need to be canceled. Like, like my student loan debt. You know what I mean? My fucking credit card bill. Like, <laughs> like get into Sally Mae somehow and just, like, wreck their shit, COVID. That's what I really need at this point. No, yeah, there, there are forces at work that will, uh, that are, <laughs> that clearly uh, will will try to outduel covid for for trying to cancel any of that shit <laughs> we need to figure out how to target covid how to make it like go after certain people like literally like the director of family may and, and like, <laughs> like, like if the, the, the director got sick then all of a sudden they're like oh, i guess you yeah, know we're not gonna collect your season lots anymore yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> somebody needs their hands to go. Uh, fuck it <laughs> i don't care who it is but somebody needs to go <laughs> um so let's talk super quick man uh so there was uh uh, and I used to watch this a lot more than I have in recent years, but uh, Actors Roundtable, uh, and they do this for actresses, they do this for directors, they do this for cinematographers um, or, or directors of photography, whichever you want to you want to go with. But uh, but they basically have like a roundtable of uh, sort of like the, the I guess, whatever the nominees are for the, their per, um, specific field. Um, 
And so we had one with uh, Jonathan Majors, and I'm doing this all the off the top of my head, but uh, Jonathan Majors, um, Andrew Garfield, Nicolas Cage, um, Peter Dinklage, and uh, I believe Simon Rex. Simon Rex, yes. Uh, was it? Is there anybody else in this? No, no, I think that's it. Nope, that's it. Um, and so it was pretty dope, man. I, I actually did try to listen to as much as of, uh, of it as I could. I, I kind of had to fast forward through some spots, mostly because Nicolas Cage seemed like he was definitely on some type of cocaine. Um, I don't know exactly, you know, maybe what kind of hit he took before <laughs> going on there. Definitely took a hit of something because he was definitely amped the fuck up for, uh, for that, uh, for that discussion. Um. But uh, but I, I found there I, I always find these conversations ex- extremely engaging um, because yeah. you get an insight into what the actors think and feel um, and but you get it with them speaking to each other so they're able to sort of bounce certain things off of each other and see <clears throat> what a lot of the similarities are what are a lot of differences in sort of the the methods of of going about doing things um, one of the things I, I found. Um, uh, really interesting was hearing sort of their perspective on uh, uh, watching in theaters or uh, you know watching on demand vo- movies and obviously there's a lot of Nicolas Cage movies that go to, to on demand so it was a topic that got brought up um, and they, they all had really interesting things to say uh, but one, the one that stood out to me was Peter Dinklage where he was saying that the only reason why he kind of you know would would tip his hat to to theaters is because he uh you just have to sit down and you 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 have to watch the movie all the way through uh whereas if you watch it at home you can pause it and and you know i and i was talking to addy about this a a little while back um about like you know i think he it was some movie or show that he was like ah i didn't really care about it or it was kind oh it was no time to die that he was like yeah it was kind of just like whatever i was like well did you actually watch the movie or did you just have it up in the background somewhere while you worked and did other shit because i would argue that there's a lot of content that i even don't enjoy but it's solely because i'm not actually like watching the shit so much as i just have it up and i'm able to peer in every now and then but i'm not actually like engaged with the shit and i think i want to change that this year i want to go back to like being purposeful with actually like watching shit you know yeah yeah like putting your phone down and like paying attention to what's going on like trying to like understand all the things that are happening um, yeah, I do think being able to like stream stuff at home, it does sometimes take away from you like 100% focusing on the thing because you can pause it, you know, you can talk during the show, you could be on your phone at the same time. There could be a, a lot of other things going on. Um, where in the theaters, like you can't, like, you can't escape that like singular experience, right? Yeah. But I do feel like there are a lot of times when like you're watching something at home on a streaming service, like you may be able to appreciate a little bit more because you're watching it like in a comfortable space, right? Um, you're watching it on your time when you're comfortable, when you're like situated, you can rewind it if there's something that you missed. Um, and I feel like that, you know, obviously you don't have that element in the movie theater. Like there have been so many times when I've been watching a show where I say, I, I didn't quite understand that. Like that like very nuanced conversation, discussion between those two characters. And from, you know, the com- comfort of my own home, from the couch, I can rewind it and make sure that I fully understand all the things that are going on. Um, but yeah, I would imagine that like, you know, the actor based off of like where the majority of their content lives, they may have a different 
uh, thought on it. If you're like a <laughs> yeah, like, you're Nicholas Cage someone, has no choice but to believe that you yeah. should watch On Demand. Yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty funny. And if, you, if you're like, if you're an actor and you're doing a Netflix show, you're like, yeah, I love streaming. But if you're like, you know, like uh, I'm a, I'm, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, he may be like, you know, most, most of my shit goes straight to the theaters. So like, I, it, uh, I, I just watched Don't Look Up today. Um, and uh, really like that movie. What did you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, again, it's another one of those sort of divisive movies that I think people either don't care for or really like um i i tend to be on the side of really like it uh liking it um i thought it was very interesting yeah anyways we don't we don't need to get into a full, full yeah. discussion about that but we don't but um, i, I want to hear your your take on my quick take on that you know what i feel like this movie was i feel like this movie was armageddon in a trump era presidency no i think i think it was a parody of armageddon um, you know, uh, but I do feel like this movie took itself a little bit seriously, though, like a little bit more seriously than like a parody would. Like, if Trump were president during the Armageddon movie, this is what would have happened. I mean, yeah, in general, yeah, but I mean, but but arguably, uh, arguably, they got it right in Armageddon, meaning that this stupid plan, hey, let's just send, <laughs> you know, a nuclear device, uh, you know, in, into the thing and, and, you know, let's go big oil, you know, um, uh, to drill down and, and make those guys the, the, the heroes and shit like that. Um, so arguably, they, they actually did get it right. And, uh, you know, uh, unless I'm mistaken, that was directed by Michael Bay, which makes sense because he has the sensibilities yeah. of a 12 year old. Um, but uh but yeah, I I think this movie was more to me like um, this movie uh, Idiocracy. Uh, uh, have, have you ever watched that? It was one of those movies that I just I never could really get into. And then one time I sat down and watched it, I was like, oh okay, like I, I get kind of like what's happening here. It's with um yeah, I've um, heard of it. Matt I'm familiar with it. I've never seen it though. It's uh his what's it? Uh, Luke Wilson. Wilson. Um, yeah, Luke Wilson is uh is is, is in it. Um, yeah. Uh, but but getting back to this this roundtable, um, so they they talked about a lot of other things. Um, uh, so uh, Rex, um, you know, has a quote in saying that uh, basically he was going through uh, his acting when he was first in uh, in acting class, um, and you know he he had to do this very really sort of like emotional scene, but he couldn't get emotional for it, and. Uh, and basically he like snapped at the teacher and said, you know, is this acting or fucking therapy? And, and basically, you know, I feel like pe people have different methods, you know, in terms of what they're, what they're, what sort of gets them in the zone that they, 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 they want to get to. Um, but I've always viewed it as like acting is sort of, sort of is therapy in a way um, because you're trying to actively work through something like on screen, you know, um, something that should feel at least somewhat genuine to you. You know, it shouldn't be something that feels completely foreign to who you are, you know, as a person, there should be some trace of you in there, you know? Um, and so, uh, and so as a young actor, I could see definitely how it's just like, what, what the fuck? Like, what are we like, do I, you know, do, do we need to bring up like childhood shit in, in you know, all this to, to get me in the mood? And the answer to that is like, sometimes, yeah, like sometimes you need to go to some certain places in order to get yourself into, to a headspace. Um, and, 
it, you know, for everybody, it's different uh, of how you get there. But uh, but yeah, what, what were your overall takeaways from the uh, from the conversation? No, I mean, I thought there was a really good um, uh, discussion between like a bunch of different like actors um, who are like, in like obviously different stages of their career and obviously like working on like very different things. Like, um, you know, Nicolas Cage was here to talk about the movie Pig, which I have to see because I hear it's very good. Jonathan Majors has obviously had a great year. I mean, whether it, whether we're talking about um, uh, Loki or we're talking about um, what was the uh, Netflix film? The Heart of April. The harder they fall, right? Um, obviously, Peter Dinklage, um, you know, he's done anything and everything. Game of Thrones, he created the Infinity Gauntlet and the Sentinel. Um, he's done a lot. He's been busy. Uh, I'm not too, too, too familiar with like Simon Rex, um, yeah. but I have seen plenty of. He, uh, uh, what was he from? I want to say Sat- it wasn't Saturday Night Live, but I also don't want to say Mad TV. I forget where I've seen him from, but I've seen him. Yeah, I forget exactly sort of where he... I know it's from some some, some sort of comedy something. um, Or was it the show... uh, What show was this on NBC? I'm going to fuck this up. I might as well just look him up. Yeah, look him up while while we're going. Um, But like... What when I was like listening to this and like obviously like reading through their comments, it was a question that like and Nicholas Cage for me was like one of, my, one of the most like funny like interesting dudes and Jonathan Majors like throughout this whole like interview, but um, Nicholas Cage it was like asked a question I think it was like something along the lines of like how do you like prepare for a role or like how do you approach like a role confidently or whatever whatever and his response was um, I thought it was like very like a very like Nicholas Cage type of comment but also really really true and like something you could apply to like, all right, you know, this is how I'm going to like approach like tomorrow or this year. Right. So his, his quote was like, um, with the risk of sounding like an arrogant, you know what I would say, you can't be great unless you know, you're great, mm-hmm. you're precious, go in and be great. Like, you know, you're great because that's what you are. Um, mm-hmm. great little nugget there from Nicholas Cage. I didn't like, you know, he's been a wild man over the past few years, but you kind of don't expect that. Um, but super, super dope nugget. Like I, I, I remember watching this like interview about like him um, playing ghost Rider and like how he like, you know, there are lots of scenes where he's just like standing there screaming at the top of his lungs, pretending to be on fire. And I forget who directed that movie, but they were like, you know, he's the only actor who could have done that. Cause he just walks in there and they're like, all right, on three, scream at the top of your lungs for like, you know, two minutes. And he just, he's so confident in himself and his acting ability, even in a shitty movie that um, it just works. Uh, But also I just thought that was like a great way to just like approach anything you do. Just like, yo, like when I go into work tomorrow, I'm, I'm not better than everybody else, but I'm great at what I do. If you have that mentality, even if you fail, you still fail confidently. Yeah. Um, And Simon Rex is from the, uh, the scary movie uh, franchise. I think he was in scary movie three, four and five. Um, mm. So that's that's kind of that oh, yeah. I remember the, the show What I Like About You with uh, I think Amanda Bynes right which that she was in that her and Jenny Garth uh, and he was in that as well um, but uh, I think my overall takeaway from this thing is is that uh, look man I, I have to respect the shout out actors scare me because I think you have to be somewhat crazy in order to <laughs> just you know completely kind of play another person you know Um even if they do have traces of you within that character to step into somebody else's, you know, 
life, so to speak, um, and to do it very convincingly is a, uh, it's a terrifying person. <laughs> whoever does that, whoever does that well, right? Um, but uh, you have to tip your hat to the vulnerability of actors and actresses, right? Because what they do, man, is so... For, for anybody who has ever made fun of anybody who's acted or whatever the case is, I would suggest you try it yourself because you have to put yourself in such a vulnerable state. And they talked about it a lot of failing, right? You have to be, yeah. you, you can't be afraid of failure when you're an actor or, or, or you have to have less of a fear of failing as an actor or actress um, because uh, that's the only way for you to get through any of this is is not to have a fear of looking stupid or looking dumb or and also too it's up to the director and the rest of the crew to create that safe space where an actor actress feels comfortable enough to be vulnerable to be just to just give it a hundred and ten percent of you know of, of what they got um yeah uh so so yeah really interesting conversation um and like i said i used to watch these a lot more than i do now but uh but i'm glad you, you put it on the docket because i was uh, you know it was it was it was it was fun to, to uh, yeah th this was a good one when i saw like the picture of like you know the cast who was going to be at this like drown table i was like okay this is what i want to listen to because i feel like you're just gonna get so much so many different perspectives for sure for sure uh let's move on to our last story uh look it's now 2022 um, I'm still writing 2021 on everything, uh, as is usual for about the first two months of the of the year. Um, but uh, let's just talk about what our most anticipated movies of the year are. Now, uh, I did want you to send me yours so I could kind of pop them up on the uh, on the screen here. But if you will indulge me, I'll I'll go first uh, in terms yeah. of my list of what we are anticipating um, uh, for 2020. Uh, two. If I can actually pull up the, uh, let me see here. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to do this. Oops. Oh, there we go. Yep. All right. So my first movie that uh, that I'm really looking forward to, uh, and I'm looking forward to this movie, not because I. I'm looking for this movie to to see what the change is here, uh, and and that movie, of course, is Nope by Jordan Peele. Um, and the yep. reason I'm looking forward to this is because uh, we saw um, uh, Get Out, we saw Us, uh, and now we're getting Nope. Uh, and he he's done he's been a busy busy man. He's done a lot of things, but what I'm specifically looking for out of Nope is to see. If he actually does make like a horror, a genuinely horror movie, uh, Get Out was to me was more of a thriller than it was a horror movie. Uh, although I guess if, if you're if you're black in America, that <laughs> you know that that uh, that, that, that <laughs> might hit a little different. Um, but Us was more of a thriller than it was uh, a a uh, a horror movie. Um, now I don't know if that's where he's going with this, but but the reason why I'm looking for kind of what direction he goes with as far as how the movie's marketed and all that other stuff is because I felt like with the first two movies, they were marketed as horror movies and then became this sort of like darling of the horror genre. Um, but to me, those movies aren't like horror movies. They're just, you know, they're, they're, they obviously have heavy on the social commentary, but, uh, but are thrillers, you know, I, I think at, at, at best, you know, um, 
And so I'm looking to see sort of where he goes with uh, with with Nope. I have no idea what this movie's about. And you know what? Honestly, I don't I don't even think I need a trailer or anything. Just put it in theaters. Let me check it out. I'll be pleasantly surprised with uh, whatever's kicked out there. Uh, the next movie uh, that I'll say I'm looking forward to. I mean, aren't we all looking forward to the Batman? Like after seeing those damn trailers, I think we're all just fucking ready for this shit, right? Uh, seeing uh, Robert Pattinson just pummel the shit out of people, uh, I think we're we're all ready for it. Um, it the trailers look fucking awesome, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, again, I. I'm very excited for this movie, uh, and I think Robert uh, uh, Robert Pattinson's definitely going to give us something a lot different than I think what we have gotten from from our previous uh, iterations of of Batman. Um, and then, of course, uh, basically all of the Marvel movies. I guess it goes without saying that we're looking forward to, but obviously the one that uh, that we're looking forward to off the bat here is uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, and uh, the Multiverse of Madness, which should be fucking cray-cray. Uh, there just should be a lot of things going on in this movie um, that is going to set the, the, the table for for Marvel movies to come. Uh, and so, uh, and then obviously we, we, we got the trailer for it already. So I, th- I think it's going to be a hot movie, man. It's, it's going to be a lot going on in it, but I think it's going to be really, really good. Uh, and then, of course, uh, again, with Marvel, uh, Wakanda Forever, uh, the the second Black Panther movie um, that should be starting back production now-ish, I think, um, because, uh, the, the, you know, uh, Letitia Wright uh, was uh, was hurt, so they shut down production for a little while, but, uh, but I think that they should be back. Another movie that I'm very much looking forward to, Creed 3. Very much looking forward to Creed 3, mostly because it's going to be Michael B. Jordan's directing uh, debut. Um, and so what a way to to <laughs> to come out the gate uh, than with uh, Creed three, although I'm not sure if it actually is his first movie that he's he's directing. It might just be obviously the first Creed movie that he's directing. Uh, last yeah, but not least, he also directed No Remorse. That yeah. was on Netflix. Amazon. Did he direct that? I can't. I, I can't remember. Um, but uh, but the last movie I'm looking forward to just a weird ass movie that we saw the trailer for. Everything, uh, everywhere, all that, all at once. Uh, it just looks weird as shit. It looks dope. Uh, I'm, I'm ready for it. Uh, can't wait till it, uh, till it gets here. Um, which is, uh, of course, again another sort of multiversal um, topic movie. Even though that sentence didn't make any sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, those are my 2022. And I'm sure there's others. I'm sure if I looked hard enough, there would be some other movies that I'm into. But these were just the ones that, that kind of jumped off the uh, the map to me um, as far as movies that I am very much looking forward to. Rain, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh, well, you stole a bunch of mine. So uh, not to uh, be repetitive, I'm going to like alter up my list here. Um, one movie I'm definitely looking forward to is like Death on the Nile, which comes out on February 11th. Um, this just looks like a really fun film with like a really interesting cast here. Um, it was is this this is Army Hammers in this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, so it's funny that you go directly there. I'm really curious as to how this is going to um, like are people going to like can this movie? Just, and I, I hate the fact that I just said that. Um, are people going to like shit on this movie? because like army hammers in it and, and a lot of people just don't like that motherfucker right now um, well, i would suspect not since like you know judging from the trailer that we just got for it it seems like nobody really cared that he's <laughs> that he's in it i guess for, for better or for worse um 
but it didn't seem like it really mattered all that much. Uh, and they did wait a quite a, a, a long time to yeah. come out with this movie because it was supposed to come out last year, unless I'm mistaken. Uh, mm-hmm. It is yep. just now coming out uh, in, in, in 2021 or 2022, rather. Yep. Um, you you, you uh, already said Batman. Uh, I don't really have to reiterate much there. March 4th is going to be a great day. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out on April 8th. Listen, I know a lot of people didn't like this movie too much. I thought the first one was great. This no, second one, liked it, man, I think it has a really good rating on um, Rotten Tomatoes, unless I'm mistaken. I think it's like fair, but like the rating should be a lot better than what it is because that, that first Sonic the Hedgehog movie was great. Um, we got John Wick four coming out May seventh. I'm excited for that. I hope it's like exactly like the shit we've already gotten. Uh, just give me more of the same shit. I don't need it to change. I don't need any like special twist or new story. Nope. I want the same shit I got last time. Did they just did they move the the date for uh, John Wick four? Um, I'm seeing here uh, the release date's May 27th. Um, now with like Omicron and all these different fucking variants popping up out of nowhere, who knows what's going to happen with this release date? Um, but yeah, that's definitely on my list. Uh, there are also like Black Adam, which is coming, I believe, July 29th. So this is going to be like. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, the, the Rock's debut into the uh, not he's not it's not the MCU right or uh, DC Universe um, as like Black Adam, who's like a darker, like more like a villain type of character. Um, that should be dope. And I didn't even know this. There's another Mission Impossible coming out. Yeah, yeah. They, I think they're shit. filming two of them back to back, unless I'm mistaken. I think they're filming seven and eight back to back. I like, I might like, be wrong about that. Right. Yeah, um, and then towards the end of the year we got Avatar two. Um, this movie cost that movie's never coming out. Uh, this I, movie I, cost... it's not coming out in twenty twenty two. I guarantee it. Thirty six billion dollars. This movie cost. They could have <laughs> um, fucking eradicated uh, like world hunger, um, but instead they gave it to James Cameron to make another movie. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I'm sure like a whole bunch of new shit is going to be announced coming out in 2022. There's probably some shit that's not even on our radar that's going to be like best film of the year. Who the fuck knows? Um, but every fucking other week, we've got a new great movie coming out because Marvel's dropping a ton of shit. So yeah, it's going to be a good year. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how things shake loose with the theaters. Like I said, Omicron is is, is just mobbing through uh, the U.S. right now. Um, uh, you know, so we'll see how all this sort of uh, shake loose. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, my friend, I think that, that that might be it for us tonight. I think we, we, we put in a, a good time, you know, we put in about an hour and a half uh, of, of excellent content, if I do say so myself. Um, so yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, we're you know, uh, Omicron's shutting us down too. We don't know what's going on with us. We're, you know, we're making sure we're good. You know, taking some tests. You know, making sure shit is on the up and up. You know, especially got a negative test back today, which was nice. great news. Yeah, isn't that always like Omicron's like, you know, it's like STDs, right? It's it's like you know, you're ashamed to tell people you got it, but you gotta let them know because you know, you gotta you gotta try to keep everybody safe. Uh, you know, but when you get back that negative test, it's like whoa. Yeah. Blow it off my back chest. In, back in the mix. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm back in the streets. Um, yeah. You know, I'm still masking up, though. I'm not playing with this shit. Fuck yeah, that. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the mask thing is going to go anywhere literally anytime soon. I don't think that's... You that's, 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 it's amazing how many people are still like, I don't want to wear a mask. It's like, dude, just like... Just fucking... Just do it, man. Like, 
You, you know what I was watching? Um, I was watching a show called uh, How to Make It in America, and one of the things, uh, and it was, it was one of my favorite shows. I actually, I, I love it. Um, and it came out, um, I think, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there. Um, but what it really sort of gave me the perspective of is uh, there are certain people who are just entitled to certain shit, right? And so, you know, when you have these people who are like, no, I don't want to mask up. It's just like, yo, have you never been told no in your life? Like, did you, is this the first time that somebody's telling you no? Uh, look, and, and I, I love him. He's my QB. But I got I to put Aaron, Aaron Rodgers on, on, on blast for a second. Um, his whole sort of vaccine situation here. Uh, look, I, I respect his, you know, him, you know, whatever he wants to do. If he wants to be unvaxxed, then fine. But the way he goes about talking about it is is kind of like it leads me like, yo, are you just not used to like not having to do? So he, he's like, oh, there, there's two tier systems. There's the vaccinated and unvaccinated. He's like, yo, have you not, has nobody ever just told you no in your life? Like you, yeah. you sound like somebody just has not just told you emphatically. No, you can't do this thing. You know, uh, it seems like you just are so used to doing whatever the fuck it is you want to do that when somebody says no, you're like, oh, how dare you? You know, you're you're very offended uh, by, yeah. by basically being told no. At this point, I just think we need something drastic to happen with this whole like COVID situation and the mask mandates and who's allowed to wear what, when and why. Like there just needs to be like a drastic like they should just pass legislation like people who if you're unmasked, you got to pay higher taxes because you're because that money will then go to (laughs) paying higher taxes change a lot of people's minds. That extra like three percent, it's like, mm, let me put on this fucking mask. Fuck or it should be like you're allowed to like legally jump somebody who's like, <laughs> no. Like, if somebody's in the grocery store and it's like, yo, go put on a mask, and they're like, no, that you could jump them and not yeah. get in trouble. That would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, yeah, like like some people just jump out of nowhere, and just start fucking wailing on. Start stomping them real quick. <laughs> oh, we're terrible people. Um, look, man, that's it. Uh, that's the uh, that's the show. Um, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Uh, till then, ladies and gentlemen, um, go ahead and you know hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit that share button, share the shit with anybody and everybody. As always. Um, yeah. Until next time.